Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. So we are on our second teaching on the subject of have faith, take action, and uh, expect results. And um, I shared with you guys during the first teaching that the two extreme beliefs, sometimes we just believe, um, you know, whatever God's will is, is going to be done. We don't need to do anything. We don't need to take any action. If it's God's will, it's going to happen. If not, not, then we just have to accept the status quo. And the other extreme belief is that, uh, well, I, you know, waited and I prayed and I did everything and nothing happened. Therefore, I'm going to take things into my own hands because this prayer thing, this faith thing is not working for me. Um, so I think, you know, as believers, sometimes we find ourselves in either one of the two extremes. I, I've definitely have been in, um, experiencing both of those, you know, emotion as far as thinking, well, <clears throat> I waited long enough, nothing happened, I'm going to take action myself, or sometimes you're just like, um, not taking any action and thinking, well, let, you know, God's will will be done, I don't need to do anything. And, um, and I believe there's a middle ground that actually helps us get on the path that God wants us to be on. And um, like I said before, the reason I was inspired to do um, this teaching on this subject, because uh, there's a lot of um, suffering that believers go through that is not necessary for them to go through. Or maybe um, there are trials that we face, and it's good for us to go through them because, as the Bible says, it shapes our character. But some of us are stuck in those trials for years, and we're not really uh, living the best life that God has in store for us because uh, we're, like I said, we're kind of trapped by it. We're in bondage to it. Um, and I can see that in the, I've seen it in the life of myself and I've, you know, learned from my own experiences, from my own walk with God. I've seen my own you know, faults and shortcomings and wrong beliefs that has gotten me there. But I'm also always, uh, you know, come across situations with family and friends or people that I know that I feel they're in a, stuck in a situation that they really n don't need to be. And that comes all, that all comes down to the belief that they're holding on to. And because of the belief that they have, they're not taking action and, and, you know, contrary to what they're experiencing because they believe the action that they take is not going to have any effect. So, um, you know, it, wouldn't it be wonderful if from the time we're born, uh, we're raised in a family that teaches us the word of God and we're the children of faith, children of praise. And we just know God intimately from the time we're very young. And we just come to trust him. But in most cases, uh, I don't know, from my experience, a lot of us have called ourselves believers and Christians, but we're really religion in name. You know, we really, we believe a story, but we haven't really practiced our faith you know, to see the result of it. And we kind of follow some religious guidelines. But when you come down to it, we don't really trust God with our lives or um, to the point that we will take the action he's telling us to do to see the result he wants us to see. Um, so again, our environment has a huge, huge uh, play in, in the mindset that we have and the beliefs that we have formed that obviously our beliefs shape our decisions and as a result, our lives. Um, so, um, you know, if you, if, if someone has heard when they're, when they're a kid in school um, that they're not good enough or they've heard that from their parents or they're not pretty enough, and that no one's, no, nobody wants to be with them, or they're not smart enough, or if they've heard that they just don't have what it takes, or if they've heard that, um, you know, their, uh, their parents, maybe they've taken some action that they 
got the message, my parents don't like me. Um, they don't love me, which is our lies. I believe most parents love their kids, but they, but they may not know exactly how to show it, or they might, you know, <clears throat> had a different background where they don't know how to show it. But uh, if they're in a healthy mind, I believe most parents love their kids to the point of giving up their lives for them. But there are obviously some uh, who might not be in the right mind or who uh, might have extreme, you know, extreme situations where that's not the case. Um, but again, these things definitely shape our thoughts and thinking. And like I said, our decisions are, but at the same time, just know that when things like that happen, it's the enemy working through those people to, again, bring you that belief. So you don't take action. You know, the Bible says for our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities, forces of the dark world. In other words, if somebody said something like that, you're not especially for girls, you're not pretty enough, you're not good enough, uh, you know, nobody likes to date you. That's a lie from hell. Uh, but that lie is coming through a person that is being influenced by a demonic evil spirit to, to say that to you, you know. Um, so that doesn't mean that that's a fact. That doesn't mean that that's true. But again, if we're not in the world, if we're in the world and our you know, uh, our thoughts are shaped by what we see and hear and experience in the world, then we come to believe that. We come to believe what somebody else says versus the, the word of God. Again, if this was taught to us since the time we were very young, I believe we would have had a very productive and fruitful life. Granted, we might have come under more attacks from the enemy because when you know you're right with God, you're in right standing. When you know the privileges that you have as a child of God, you're more of a threat to the enemy than a Christian who is just a Christian in name and doesn't know their rights and authorities. You know, you are, uh, if you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you're like this light. This light is beaming in your spirit when you walk around. You're a threat to the enemy, especially if you know how to use it, especially if you know uh, how to use the name of Jesus, especially if you know that the whole armies of angels are behind you to protect you and they're on your side. So, um, so that's basically this teaching is to bring you the truth about the word of God, about who you are and the things that you can do. And if you have the wrong belief about yourself or your abilities or, um, you know, the, the things of the world, let's bring the truth of God against it. And then you decide for yourself, which one do you want to believe and which one is going to have an effect on your life? Um, so I want to share with you guys uh, a few stories from the Bible, but I don't think I'll be able to do all of them in this podcast, but I'm going to uh, share this story of a story in Mark 5. And this story, I'm sure you've heard it, if you, um, whether you're a believer or not, but I'm sh this is a famous story in the Bible. It's about the, about the woman who had the issue of blood. So the story is about this woman who had this disease or this condition of bleeding for so many years. So I'm going to start reading it to you, and then we will uh, try to analyze it and see what are the actions that she took that helped her um, receive her, her healing. What role did she play? What role did, did Jesus play in her life? So this is in Mark 5, 21 to, to, through 34. Um, and again, this is, I would recommend that you read the whole chapter to get a better understanding, but um, I think you'll get the gist of it just from this scripture. So verse 21 says, when Jesus had again crossed over by the boat to the other side of the lake, 
a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue's leader named Jairus came and when uh, he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And Jesus went with him. Okay, so just keep in mind now Jesus is on his way uh, with his disciples to go see this girl whose dad said she's about to die. Please come and uh, help her. So then the next verse has to do with the woman with the issue of the blood. It says, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him and he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So then you might say, okay, great. What does that story have to do with what we're talking about here? Um, well, if you pay attention, it has to do with what she believed because what she believed made her take her the action that she took that led her to her healing. Um, so remember I read when she heard about Jesus. So remember during those times, Jesus was just walking around and people were flocking to him and touching him and he was healing people, right? He was, they were bringing the sick to him and he was putting their hands or speaking uh, to people that were demon possessed and casting out demons. So people are hearing about these things, right? So I'm assuming she was one of the people who had heard stories about Jesus and that kind of formed her belief. So the Bible says that she, when she heard about Jesus, um, you know, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes because she thought, she thought. So she had this, she formed this belief from the things she heard. What did she believe? She said, if I, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. That was her belief. I mean, what guarantee did she have that if she just touched his clothes, she'll be healed? Probably from the stories she said, maybe her neighbor, maybe her cousin, maybe somebody she knew, maybe somebody in town told her, listen, I was sick and I went and I was close to him and I touched him or he touched me and I got healed. So she heard stories probably that she trusted, right? And she formed this belief, only if I go and touch him. And I've heard that during those times, it was it, women with the issue of blood were not supposed to be out in the public. Um, you know, they could have been arrested for it or punished for it, but she didn't care. She had suffered so much that she reached a point she was willing to do anything. Um, and she took that chance, you know, to come and uh, get so close to Jesus. And even though he was surrounded by people, um, she still managed to get to him where she touched his cloak and she received healing. So my question for you guys is, 
Um, so this woman heard about Jesus, right? What if she just um, stayed in her house and hoped one day he'll pass by my house, and when he passes by my house, I will go and talk to him? Or, uh, you know, if he's truly, uh, you know, a prophet, a savior, son of God, as as they say, then he will know that I'm sick and he will come and heal me because he'll, he's healing other people. He didn't heal everybody because he was in a physical body and he was limited as far as, uh, you know, where he can be at what time, right? Um, whereas now it's his spirit is, you know, the Holy Spirit is in all the believers. At that time, it wasn't. Um, so he was limited with the physical location as far as who could he heal. Um, so my point is that just remember she heard something, right? She heard something. She formed a belief. She took action and she received her healing. So, um, again, it goes back to, we have to examine our own lives as far as where are we in our lives? What have we heard? What, what are our beliefs that we have formed that has gotten us to this point? If we're not happy, I'm talking about the areas that that you're maybe suffering and you're in bondage or you want to get out. Think about it. How did I get here? What beliefs have for have forced me to come here? Why did I make these decisions that I'm here now? Okay. And then think about what action does God want me to take to get out of it? What does the word say about the situation? What am I capable of? What am I believing? Am I believing what the world is saying? Am I believing what friends are saying, taking their advice? Or I'm going to go to the word of God and see what the Lord is saying about me and about this situation. I think this is really powerful. I think if we believe and know the word of God and we decide to follow that versus um, what we what the world's message is to us, we will see victory. And, uh, you know, whatever area we're struggling with, because we're going to overcome it, not by our own power, but by God's power. He's going to deliver us because think about Again, think about God as a loving parent. Does a loving parent want to see their kids suffer and go through suffering? Um, or does he bring suffering to them? And I know some Christians might say, yes, he does. That's part of life. And I believe he lets us go through trials. Um, not every trial is from God sometimes because, because of our own stu stupidity, the decisions we, we make because we, we don't consult um, you know, wisdom. Uh, we kind of think we know everything and we make stupid decisions, but not all trials are not from God. So no matter what, if you're suffering, God doesn't want you to see suffering and he will deliver you. So I'm going to be sharing more stories that will prove to you in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, people who received their deliverance, whatever it was from, um, they formed a belief and they took action. And that belief was based on them hearing um, the good news, hearing the gospel, or hearing directly from God and knowing what to do. So stay tuned for more stories from the Bible that's going to build your faith, um, that whatever you're facing, God can deliver you. So until the next teaching, God be with you and God bless you.